0: Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is Rick Siegmund. Rick Siegmund, brick and mortar business. That is his focus. So congratulations, Rick. If you guys want to win 100 bucks every Monday on the show, in order to enter, simply subscribe to the show on iTunes now and then text the word Nathan to 33444. Again, text the word Nathan to 33444. You're listening to episode 313 of The Top. Coming up tomorrow morning, you are going to learn how this guy just sold his company, skillbridge.com, to TopTool. But why'd he sell it? Top Tribe, good morning. I've got my Irish mocha in hand, which is appropriate for this morning. We've got Ethan Appleby as our guest this morning. Ethan is passionate about design thinking as a means to transform culture and organizations and countries. Using this thinking, he's worked with key businesses and political leaders on critical strategic issues. He's worked with nonprofits, education, commercial, and government entities to create tangible benefits. He's the founder of Vango, a new startup that connects emerging artists and novice art buyers apple selected vango as one of its top apps recently ethan are you ready to take us to the top
1: i'm ready to take you to the top Nathan. let's do it
0: man good morning Tribe, how are you you? Were, you were just badgering me before the thing you're a wahoo i'm a hokey so we've, we're already in battle here right we're all right i know it's not it's not up to a good start but at least we'll be at
1: our <laughs> we'll be at our best i think
0: exactly okay so tell me more about vango what do you sell, and how does it how do you t- how do you actually make money you as a business
1: yeah, sure. So, VanGo uh, is a marketplace uh, that connects artists and potential buyers. Uh, we make uh, money by taking thirty percent of every transaction.
0: Okay, got it. Very cool. Yeah, and, and tell me more. And tell me more about your history. So, why why launch this business?
1: Yeah, I mean, so I I grew up. My sister was an artist, and so I saw the sort of struggling artist, uh, you know, persona growing up. But for me it was really right. I was, uh, I just moved into a new apartment. I live in San Francisco, moved from DC and I was looking up at my walls and they had the same Ikea prints that my friend <laughs> was helping me move into my apartment. And, you know, we're just kind of laughing. Like, why is it that everyone has the same, uh, sh- you know, generic Ikea art. And so start to like ask that question more and more and just realize that, like, you know, art was something that you know, I think people are intimidated by but also very intrigued and think it's it's cool and interesting. And so given my background in design thinking, I thought this would be a really interesting thing to like, figure out like how do we make art as
0: popular as music? I love that. Okay, so let's dive into some more of the intricacies here of the business. What year did you found it in? Uh, 2013. Okay, and what were you doing before that?
1: I was a design thinking consultant helping uh, basically teach innovation. Into larger organizations.
0: Okay, so you were like a consultant at a bigger company, or what?
1: I was a consultant at a smaller company, working with mostly bigger companies and governments. Design thinking is a, is a process actually that came out of Stanford that basically systematically helps you um, have a, in, like an approach to innovation using prototyping and uh, human like interviewing people to understand what the root of the problem is. Okay. It's very much like lean startup.
0: Yeah, I was going to say it's like lean startup for art yeah. or yes. design. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so so okay, let's dive more into this. So you founded it in 2013. I always love asking this. What was year one revenue in 2013, you remember? Uh, it's like zero.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it took us it took us a while to build the product up and I mean, we we spent I guess if we measure it we've been an artist cuz we spent, you know, our first 8 months building the product and getting artists on the platform.
0: Okay, got it. So how many and you'd consider in, in standard marketplace terminology, you consider the artists the sellers, right? Correct. Okay. So how many, how many sellers let's, let's fast forward now. So it's March, 2016. How many total sellers have used the platform? Uh, 5,000. 5,000. Okay. And how do you define that? Is that they've sold at least one piece of art. They've listed at least one piece of art.
1: That's, that's, they have an active profile. I mean, so we, I would say we have had probably something closer to on the supply side, like 20,000 artists come on, but those are active artists who are engaged in selling.
0: Okay, so five at least five thousand of your twenty thousand have sold at least one piece of art. Is that is that yep. fair? Yes. Okay, twenty. So it's twenty thousand active. Okay, and then what about on the buy side? This is intriguing to me. So you're targeting like kind of new kind of new art buyers, is we're that talking, right? We're, talk,
1: we're talking millennials, right? We're talking people who wear Warby Parker, drive, like use Uber. You know, the millennial who wants something unique, wants something original. Um, but when it comes to their walls, they're just blank or, or boring. Um, and so you know. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, so how many buyers have you worked with? Would you say over that same period? I mean, we've had, as far as people on our platform, about
0: 100,000. And So just to um, be clear, so that's 100,000 buyers in, in March 2016 alone or through your 2013 to March 2016? The, sorry, that's that's in the lifetime. Lifetime. Okay, cool. 100,000 yeah. buyers. So what were you... Do you look at this? I mean, is the revenue pretty predictable month to month or do you have to hustle every month to get new sales?
1: We're, it's amazing. We are still still hustling. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, it's just it, it 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 scales and it changes in a way. But every month, um, you know, you continue to figure out like, okay, what are we going to uh-huh. do this to to grow? And we went through five hundred startups, which is an incubator program, about a year ago. Um, and they helped helped us really think about how to how to approach that and like constantly, um, you know, be iterating and and trying different things. So I think the only ahead. I was just to say the only difference is that. Right? It's kind of like in scale. And part of it's just like the number of people you have on your team. So early on, you're doing a growth hack where you're like literally calling like all your parents and friends, you know, on Friday, just like hit your numbers. Right. And then like you run out of aunts, and then you're like, OK, like, you know, let's do this. And so it just kind of that's it just changes. in, And I guess how big the, the growth hack. And as are.
0: of Mar- March 2016, how many folks are on your team? We have 12. 12. OK, total all in San Fran or remote? Um, to a remote restaurant in San Francisco. Okay. And then you've gone to 500 startups. So I imagine you probably have some funding history. How much have you raised? So we raised just under three million. Okay, and did you? Uh, so have a bunch of questions about that, but but especially coming from a guy that like design thinking who usually hates anything capital related. Uh, yeah, <laughs> tell me, tell me, uh, is that has that all been on one note, or has it been a note plus a priced round, or what? We did. We've actually done three notes at this point. Okay. Oh, interesting. I rarely hear people do notes back to back. Usually, they do a note then a priced round. Why are you sticking with notes?
1: Um. It was just, it was just easier to do. Yeah. I mean, you know, we did sort of smaller friends and family one at first and then, um, going through 500 startups, like they were open to that. Uh, they use a kiss document and uh-huh.
0: so. Yeah, there's a lot of people using that that Kiss document now, or the Safe, you know, yeah, from YAC. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, just brand. It's funny how how these incubators want to brand their own term their sheets, own right? Term, <laughs> term sheets, I mean the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So three million in funding. Um, what? Uh, and that's basically Top Tribe. What? You know, one of the reasons sometimes founders will stick with notes, and you can tell me, Ethan, if, if this is why you did it, is it avoids the tough conversations about valuation? Like, if you're not sure what a business is worth, or let's say the investors don't want to give you what you're worth yet, it allows you to take it without getting hugely diluted. Ethan, is that true in your case?
1: Yeah, that's definitely part of it. And I think there are other terms as far as board seats and preferential stock yeah. and things that just can be a lot more complicated.
0: Yep, makes good sense. Okay, let's talk about how you're making money. So you said you take percentage. What percentage do you take from the buyer?
1: We take 30% okay. from every transaction.
0: Okay, so is that, so if a piece of art is $100, the person who's purchasing the art, does do they pay 130 and you get the $30? No, they,
1: they pay hundred, we keep thirty. The artist gets seventy.
0: Oh, got it. Okay, so you're not taking necessarily any from the uh, from the, the seller side, then. Well, I guess you are. It's just physical. we are. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, it's built in. other words, sorry, it's the, the uh, your, t- when I go to your pricing page and I look at all the art for sale, like I see this this you know this painting that I really want to buy by Michelle Pham, the tastemaker. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a picture. It's it's five hundred bucks. Your cut is already built into that. Is the point. Correct. I see. Okay, got and, it. And, and one of the things that we tried to do, I because mean, I
1: think is is make the sort of transaction of art as simple as possible. And so we have a yep. website, but also an app. And it's and, and one of these things where we want people, because art's not something you're always thinking about to engage with it, you know, when they're just BSing around their line at Starbucks or with their friend. And it's just like, oh, this is interesting, right? And slowly they follow an artist and they get engaged, um, you know, and interested in that piece. And so uh, one of the things with, with that as well is like we include shipping everything into that right so it's just a very clean and simple you know, there's something
0: the, to be said for a simple i mean the
1: price you see 500 bucks it, done it's done right and it's yeah. similar. like you can see casper show sure does that when it comes to mattresses right like it's all included so it's just like you see that price and you're like okay and then from there um you don't have to worry about anything else
0: so in 2015 what was vango's total revenue based off the cuts of the 30 percent uh we did one point six million. Okay. And what does that come out to in terms of total transaction? Is it just that times three basically? Transaction mm-hmm. volume, total transaction volume? Uh yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Transaction volume, we would have done about that. I mean, I yeah. Yeah, so, look it so
0: call way. it call it four point you did almost five million dollars in total art sold. You kept a third of that, which comes out to one point six million in your top line. Yes. Is that right? Okay. And so what are your what are your biggest costs?
1: Um, our biggest cost, I mean, is our people, right? So yeah. a majority of our costs is our team and then followed by marketing and everything else is is pretty small.
0: Okay, cool. And then let's break this down. You gave us a uh, lifetime, right? So you have 20,000 you know, sellers who've joined the platform, 5,000 actively selling, and you've had over 100,000 buyers. Give us a sense though of, of obviously you're growing. So in March of 2016, how many sellers sold at least one piece and how many, how many unique buyers? Um, we would have had about... Uh,
1: 800 buyers okay. and sellers would have been roughly um, 320
0: 320 okay interesting it's interesting so do you have like you know facebook when they first launched which you could argue as a marketplace but they weren't taking cuts on it, i think it was social relationships they knew if they got someone to connect with seven friends within seven days that, that person was yeah. gonna be sticky do you have metrics like that like a seller has to sell one piece in the first month in order to get addicted and list another piece or things like that it's, like,
1: this is something that we're, we're putting a lot of energy to figuring this out, right? Like, yeah. what does it take to get someone across the finish line? And, and we've done some things, again, being mobile with sort of push notifications and seeing that, you know, one artist might sell 12 pieces in one weekend, because it's that sort of like this, are follow. So what happens is you follow an artist that you like or favorite a piece, they sell it, you get a notification on your phone. that says, Oh, they just sold a piece. You know, you might be inclined to buy it. Then the other followers give two. you know, the thing that says, Hey, two pieces sold. Right. And so it mm-hmm. spirals up that way. Um, I mean, we've seen right now for us, the sort of magic number for artists, it actually is more, um, so to sell it's around like, 10 pieces. So once they have 10 pieces, they're like likelihood to sell goes up to like 90 something percent. And once they hit 25 pieces uploaded, they like sort of maximize their potential to sell. Um, and, and, and are and, they doing and,
0: most and, of the marketing? Like, do they have to like email their list to drive traffic to you? Or are you actually you have an algorithm that's naturally surfacing prints that new buyers might like? So the, the latter, like, yeah. We, yeah, we work on an algorithm. So yeah. And then, I mean, artists, certainly if they sell within their first week,
1: they they stay engaged much longer than an artist. You know, we we'll haven't five or ten after eight months and be yeah. a, you know, like, oh, it's about damn time. Well,
0: so right. the tricky the tricky part with like a lot of marketplaces I talk to, you're actually different. I mean, you have real revenue, right? Versus these other companies that have raised a crap ton with like no revenue. It's ridiculous. But you know, one of the questions I always have is why would Denise Wolf from San Diego, California list yeah. her the Girl Print for five hundred dollars on Vango versus just putting it on her website? And and how would you answer that?
1: It just comes down to traffic, right? I mean, Denise wants to focus on creating. She doesn't want to spend her time doing sales and marketing and all the business aspect around that. And so that's what that's the value artists see in us. They come to us so that we can market their work and they can focus on creating.
0: Will they also typically list the same piece for cheaper on their website because they don't have to worry about someone taking 30% or no? Um, generally not. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it happens. and Do you we try are... and contractually make them? Not yet, okay. no but but maybe in the future.
1: <laughs> Possibly. Yeah.
0: Possibly. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think it's one of those things where like we want to prove our value and so we
1: don't necessarily need to do that. I think that's been a differentiator for us. But I do think it could be something where we might provide additional benefits if you were to to have a piece that was exclusive with us. Yeah. Hey,
0: out of curiosity, average average uh, price of a painting sold on Vango, what is it? Our average order value is $575. Interesting. So is I have huh. no idea what that means because out of context, is that high? Is that low for a marketplace? I mean, it's high. Yeah, I think it's
1: generally, especially on mobile, which you see, it's like, you know, $20 or something. So, I mean, for us, it's, it's a luxury good in a way. Um, and so I think that that's a, a high, um,
0: it's a high order value. So, so with 800 buyers in, in March and an average order value of 575, is my math right in saying that you guys moved almost half a million dollars of art in March, 2016, or is that yeah. high? that's accurate Uh, it's that's a little high but it's 460 yeah 460 okay very cool very very cool well hey uh, Ethan before we get to my favorite part of the show people are going to want to follow you obviously as you build this uh, this marketplace and vangoart.co where can they connect you personally online
1: Uh, yeah I mean you can find me on Twitter which is at Ethan Appleby uh, spelled uh, E-T-H-A-N-A-P-P-L-E-B-Y or email me at Ethan at vangoart.co
0: Sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45-day money-back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. Awesome. Well, Top Tribe, there you have a link to all of Ethan's stuff in the show notes at NathanLatka.com forward slash the top 313, including the metrics, the website. Go buy a beautiful piece of art for your studio. Ethan, I think people are going to take me up on that. There's a lot of really great work on the, on the site. Before we get into, oh, actually, sorry, it's time for my favorite part, Ethan, of the show. Uh, do you know what yeah. time it is? It's five questions. Dude, it's, you're, you're damn close. It's time for the famous five. You ready? Yeah. All right. Number one, man. What is your favorite business book? Uh, my favorite business book would be Zero to One. By Peter, Peter Thiel. Thiel. Yeah, Peter Thiel. Number two, is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now?
1: Um, I th- probably uh, Stuart from Slack. The most yep that's
0: like great. And then next, is there a favorite online tool you have like fresh books Favorite online tool? Um, not really. Nope. Okay, great. Number uh, next question number four. And what's your Ethan? What's your situation? Are you married, single, or do you single. have kids? Okay, single. Single. And how old are you? I'm 32. Okay, so here's a question: Yes or no? Are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? No, absolutely no. <laughs> not. <laughs> All right. Last question, man. Take us back 12 years, Ethan. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Um, I wish my 20
1: year old self took the step uh sooner to get into entrepreneurship.
0: Guys, what, what, how old were you when you finally jumped in? Uh, 28. 28. Okay, well, yeah. top tribe, you heard it from Ethan, guys. Get started now. The episode's almost over. Pause it, start your first <laughs> business, go to Hostgator, buy name, and get going, Ethan. Again, launched a business several years ago, raised over almost $3 million in revenue, did uh, about $1.6 million in revenue in 2015 by moving almost $5 million of art at his company, VangoArt.co, which they're going on the up and up. Ethan, thank you for taking us to the top. Absolutely, Nathan. Take care. Bye. If you enjoyed Ethan today, folks, go back and listen to Dave yesterday. He's a 36 year old software as a service entrepreneur, dad of two and he gets eight plus hours of sleep every night. You might think he is not making money because he has so much balance. Well, he's crushing it. He did 640 grand in 2015. See how he was crushing it and making revenue in both home and work. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars and I have something special for you today.